friends um hopefully you see me my one program says everything is copacetic this morning and the other one for whatever reason that sends out the stream to the varying places like facebook and youtube uh it's just has the wheel going on there so um if 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 you see my lovely self just say we see you and i'll know uh, that you do. Otherwise, I'm not sure what's going on, but uh, we're going to continue talking anyway. We're in Luke chapter 11. Uh, for those that are wondering what I'm talking about, this is always recorded live and uh, uh, raw, unedited, unfiltered, and uh, some mornings I do have technical glitches that take place, and this morning uh what I'm looking at uh, looks like it is something is not copacetic. Uh, 
on half the program that is running, and yet the the program I broadcast from seems like it's fine. So uh, anyway, uh, just letting those who are listening know what uh, what the deal is, uh, and if you happen to be listening later on via podcast just understand sometimes the opening comments have to do with things of that nature but from what i'm being told in the comments by my friends yeah they see me so uh, my apologies to those of you who see me Uh, anyway luke chapter 11 is where we are today we're going to jump right into luke chapter 11 and uh, uh, here we go says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as, ta- just as John taught his disciples. Now, I mean, here's one of the things about discipleship uh, and disciple making. Uh, who, who do you work with? Who do you pour into? You pour into those who are wanting more, those who desire more, those who, who say, teach us to pray, those who say, teach us how to study the Bible, those who come and, and say, uh, I'm reading this passage and I'm confused by it. Or uh, those are saying, look, I, I, I want to learn how to witness to my friends. Or that's who you pour into. That's who you invest in. And so Jesus here invested in them because they wanted to know how to pray. Now, here's a question for you. I mean, how is your prayer life? Uh, what types of things do you pray about? Uh, are, are your prayers totally selfishly focused on, on just self and, and I want this and I need, need that. And, and, and it's not wrong to pray about needs in your own life, but there's so much more in, in this world for which we can pray and about which we can pray. Pray for our country. It's a mess. It's a disaster. And, you know, uh, it, it appears that half the country, uh, thinks that uh, not being able to recall or put sentences together is totally okay for the most powerful man in the world. That's an example. We need to pray. Uh, we need to pray about our justice system. We need to pray uh, about so much. And we need to pray for the lost. We need to pray for our churches. Uh, we We need to pray... Uh, for people who are sick, we need to pray. There's just so many things for which we can pray. So I ask you this morning, how is your prayer life? And, and I ask myself the same question. I am not exempted from that question. Uh, how is my prayer life? But it, it appears that the disciples uh, observed him. It makes us wonder, you know, did Jesus maybe go off? A little distance where they could, where, where they could still see him, but is that what he did? Was that his practice as he prayed? Uh, it seems evident that, that sometimes he went off by himself to a solitary place and prayed. We've read such things here in Luke already, and it's back in Mark chapter one. You can read the same thing. Uh, and there are times when his disciples went to him, and there are times that he whispered prayers in their presence. Jesus exemplified a life of prayerfulness. And so one of the disciples says to him, Lord, teach us to pray. 
I had a wonderful couple of people in my life in college who poured into me in this area of prayer, and both very, very, very dear men. Uh, I know one has passed on to the Lord. I'm, I'm not sure if the other has or not, but uh, these men prayed, I think it was every, I can't remember if it was Tuesdays and Thursdays or just Thursdays. But uh, we, there was a group of students and uh, these administrative folk and maybe a few professors who would get together on, I, I'll just say Thursday mornings before class and would pray together. Uh, and then as we would walk along the way between buildings, uh, especially during chapel time, we would talk about prayer and talk about books on prayer and, and some phenomenal books. Uh, you could look up a guy by the name of E.M. Bounds and, and what he had to write about prayer or or other great authors. A.W. Tozer says much about prayer. And, and so we would discuss those books, discuss prayer, pray together. Their names, and Walter remember these, uh, uh, Gil Gregory uh, and uh, Ray Noggle. Those were the two two men uh, who made the biggest impact in my life in college in terms of prayer because they they prayed with us. Now, I want to speak locally to those who live here in the uh, Moral, Belmont, Belfast, Brooks area, um, Waldo area. There is a gathering for prayer on Wednesday mornings at Veracity Chapel. I want to encourage you. Get out. Go and pray. I, I just encourage you. Do those things. It's at, I think, 930. Uh, now, I, I know some working folk who are making time in their day to go and pray. So I, I encourage you. If it, What's your excuse to, to not go to meet with others, to pray with others, for what God would do. So just the idea of prayer, they wanted to learn how to pray. Uh, I want to learn more and more how to pray. And so when he'd finished praying, one of the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and, and we know this is sometimes called the Lord's prayer. We'll call it the model prayer. He says, he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. I'm going to read the entirety of of the prayer, uh, and then then we'll work our way down through this prayer section by section, and we will see how far we get uh, in today's uh, broadcast. When you pray, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who sins against us, or as we forgive those who sin against us, and lead us not into temptation. So that's the model. That, that, that's the example of the prayer uh, that Jesus gives. Now just notice the ingredients of this prayer. First is the very first word of Father. We need to be in relationship with God through Jesus, whereby God becomes our Heavenly Father. So when you pray, say, Father. 
Are you in relationship with, with God as your father? No, not God as mother. The scriptures clearly teach God as father, not as uh, gender neutral, not as woman, but God as father. Now, some would say, well, why would I want to talk to my dad? He was a crumb. Well, okay, but you know what? The father in heaven paints a new picture of what a father is and what a father can be. Do you know him as father? And this is where I encourage people to talk about father, not just talk about God. Uh, and it's okay to talk about God. It's reverential to talk about God, but I think it's more reverential and more personal to talk about father. And I will frequently talk about what, what's father want for you? Not just what does God want, but what does father want? Because friends, if you know Jesus and if you're seeking to walk with Jesus, you are in an intimate relationship with God wherein he becomes your Abba Father. Abba Father, so, so near, so dear, so close. And, and so just the very first word that you read in this model prayer is the word Father. If God is not your father because you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I, I encourage you today to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. I encourage you today to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the Savior whose sacrifice was sufficient for covering, and, and not only covering, but for taking away the sins of all men who have ever lived and whoever will live. His blood is sufficient. He's the Savior of all those who believe. Jesus, who was born, walked this earth, ministered, was crucified, buried, risen again, and coming again. Acknowledge him and say, Jesus, be my Savior. And when you acknowledge Jesus as your Savior by faith, as many as believe in him as many as receive him it tells us in john 1 13 to them they've given the right to be called children of god so for children then we have a father make him your father in this very moment if you've never done so well then the second uh, phrase in the prayer is hallowed be your name what does hallowed mean hallowed is the idea of Holiness is the idea of reverence. So it's Holy Father. Hallowed be your name. Or another way you could look at this is glorified be your name. Sacred be your name. Worshipped be your name. So there's relationship. There's reverence and worship. We acknowledge his name. What is his name? Abba Father. What is his name? Jesus the Messiah. So hallowed be your name. And and when you think of the Jews, I mean they would if they were to write the word, and when they do write the word of God, they write G slash D. They won't write the vowels or Yahweh. And, and you'll see that written without the vowels. Why? Because of the reverence for the name of God. And we also have that reverence for God. Yes, God is a father. God can be fun. God can be loving. But yet he is also holy. So we acknowledge he is our holy father. 
And then the third phrase, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. In other words, we want what he wants. In other words, we want what uh, what his will is. And then what ultimately what we want is his kingdom on this earth. We want to see Jesus Christ reigning in each heart. And so your kingdom come. Some translations, let me put another translation here, uh, like the NASB. Okay, the, the, the version here in Luke doesn't have your will be done. But it does have, when you pray, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven is some of the other uh, gospels will state it that way. But we're wanting his will. We're wanting his kingdom. We're wanting his reign in the hearts of men. We're wanting his reign over the governments of the world. We're, we're wanting him to bring peace. We're wanting his kingdom. And so we look to him for his kingdom to come. Do you want that? It starts with you and I. It starts with you and I bowing the knee to his lordship. It starts with you and I uh, saying, be king of my heart. So your kingdom come, it begins with us and individually, and then it extends on into our families, nuclear, in our homes, then extends extends into our local churches, his kingdom. And so we want his kingdom to come. And then not only kingdom come in a few places, but his kingdom to come on the earth. Do we desire this? Do we desire this personally? Do we desire this in our homes? Do we desire this uh, in our churches? Do we want his kingdom? Do we want his ways? Do we thought about what his ways are? Sometimes here, especially in America, we think of his ways and, and we think politically. And we become just like the Jewish people in the days of Jesus when he walked the earth and expected a political deliverance. And uh, he didn't bring the political difference, uh, deliverance. He brought a deliverance that began in the hearts of men. You may, we in America might think, well, we want political deliverance. He might not bring it. Who knows what this next election cycle will have. And, and, and we know we have friends who listen from other places in the world who would want their political deliverance as well. Uh, they may be living in, in countries of where, where they are oppressed, where uh, sometimes some Muslim countries in particular, uh, would oppress this message. And, and in fact, in some uh, regions, you, you might even lose your life for being a Christian. And I think of certain areas in the Middle East that are that way. And uh, I think of, of people, friends that we have uh, in, in certain African countries. I think of friends that we have in, in places like Pakistan. And uh, that that it's much more difficult for them, but yet they continue to pursue after Christ and desire his kingdom. One of the things I'm told in in some of those places is that uh, the gospel is most powerfully moving in some of those places 
Now, if you live in one of those countries, you might not know how powerfully the gospel is is working in your land, but the gospel is is we're told from reports that the gospel many are turning away from um, empty beliefs, beliefs that, that do not make room for the love of God, uh, and are turning to Christ in in by the thousands. So take heart, be encouraged uh, at what God might be doing where you live. So our prayer, Father, God is our Father. Hallowed be your name. His name is holy. Your kingdom come. We want the things on this earth that he wants. Verse 3, give us this day or give us each day our daily bread. We understand our provision comes from God. Uh, yes, we might say, well, I have to work or, you know, it's depending on where you live and what you do. And my friends in South Sudan, some will go out into the bush and, and, and chop charcoal from the, the burned trees, the trees that have not been consumed, but have been burned in, in the in the bush fires. And they'll cut those trees and sell that that charred wood charcoal. Uh, for those who are cooking with it. And that's how in many places in South Sudan, especially away from the city where they don't have electric and things like that, that's, that's how they cook. So give us our daily bread. I, they don't make lots of money. They make enough for the daily bread. And, and I just got a, a message from a brother in uh, uh, Kakama village in Kenya, which is United Nations village, that how much he was given for his family of five uh, for food. And he said, this is barely enough for one person, let alone a family of five. And so their prayers go up. Their prayers go up to uh, their prayers go up to God. Their trust is in God. They look to the God. So uh, for us to learn to trust God, to learn to trust God for our daily bread, to learn to trust God for our provisions. And this is an area where, where I know I am in a journey personally of learning what does it mean to trust God. And, uh, and it's quite comfortable when you have a paycheck and you know what your paycheck is and you know how much you have in the bank. And, and, and those things are very quite comfortable for us. But to live in a place where, where you leave the purse behind, as we read in, in Luke chapter 10 and also in Luke chapter 9, both places in the sending out that Jesus gave, he, he told them, don't take your purse. Don't take your money banks. Don't, don't take your wallet. And, and, uh, trust me. So trusting in God to give us our bread. Then verse four. Forgive us our sins. And I, I like the version better, actually, that says, as we forgive everyone who sins against us. Now, let me work from the version that we're looking at here, the NIV 84, where it says, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Uh, when you go over to the, the Matthew passage, there's a there's a challenge, and I, and I might take us there to to wrap up this section this morning. But there is a, an assumption of forgiveness. It assumes that we are forgiven 
forgiving those who sin against us, who who malign us, who wound us, who injure us, who do we forgive? If we go to the passage where it says, "As we forgive those who for, as we forgive those who sin against us," well, if we're not very forgiving and we're praying, "Father, forgive us as we forgive others," and we're not forgiving, then we're saying, "Well, then, Lord, don't forgive us." There, there, there's a, an important aspect of forgiveness in a right relationship with God, and not just our forgiveness from God for our sins, but our forgiveness of others. And then I'll close this out. Then I'll take us to another passage, similar passage, and lead us not into temptation. Now, remember, Jesus in Luke chapter 4, Matthew chapter 4, was led out into the wilderness where he was tempted. And, you know, we struggle with our temptations. It can be food temptations. Uh, It could be money temptations. It could be truthfulness temptations. Uh, it, it could be other other sinfulness that, that we're tempted by. So, Lord, help us to avoid those things. Deliver us from those things, Lord. Now, I know Fran put a question there, and I'll come back to the question uh, in just a moment. But first, let me take us over to the model prayer here in Matthew one place they're saying, teach us, and now the, we see the Lord just teaching them. and says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father. In other words, don't make a spectacle out of your prayers. Pray in private as, as much as you pray in public. Uh, and, and if your language in prayer in private is different than your language in prayer in public, maybe you're making a spectacle of your prayer in public. Just to think about this. Verse 6 said, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they'll be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, same as the Luke passage. Your kingdom come, and this is an addition in Matthew. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, We want heaven reflected on earth. Give us today our daily bread, same as in Luke. Forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Now, this is this or sins. Debtors' sins are are those who sin against us, those who've wounded us. Uh, the, the translation can go either way. Uh, and then he says, "And lead us not into temptation; deliver us from the evil one." Same as in Luke, except for the deliver us from the evil one is not in the Luke uh, recording of this. Verse 14, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. I mean, our forgiveness, according to that section in Matthew, our experience of forgiveness is proportional to our 
uh, is proportional to our ability to forgive others. So we, we forgive. We forgive as Jesus forgives us. We, we, we sin against the Lord and we come to him. We ask for forgiveness. His word promises that he'll forgive us and he'll cleanse us. If that is how Jesus treats us for our sins, then we should treat others as we ourselves have been treated by him. And, and the Matthew passage seems to indicate that, you know, the, the measure of forgiveness you've shown to others is the measure of forgiveness that's going to be shown to you. Now, it, does it actually work out that way? Well, I, I think there's a warning here. I think there's a strong warning about the importance of forgiveness. And, and if, if we're unwilling to forgive, our prayers may be bound. So this section, we, we learn God is our Father, being in relationship with him. Not only do we have God as our Father, but, but also he's a holy Father, hallowed, sacred. We need to reverence him. We want his kingdom. We want his kingdom in the United States. We want his kingdom in Pakistan. We want his his kingdom in Israel. We want his kingdom uh, in India. We, we want for his people to live his life so fully, so richly, so so robustly. Not that we're forcing laws onto people, but we're living the Christian life so robustly that other people say, I want what you have. I want this Jesus that you follow. So we want his kingdom on earth. We trust in him for our provisions. We seek his forgiveness as, even as we forgive others. And we ask him to keep us from the, the struggles of life, the things with which we struggle, especially the temptations to lie, to cheat, to steal, sexual temptations, all these various things we bring to him and ask him to help us. We, we're we not strong enough on our own. We, we don't provide on our own. Uh, we're not strong enough to overcome on our own. So we look to him. Well, friends, I didn't get very far this morning here in the book of Luke, but we did talk about one of the most significant things. And, and Fran's, Fran's question, recital of the Lord's Prayer, uh, during service with the congregation is a common practice in many places. And, and, and Fran, you know what? I, I would encourage you uh, to talk to, to, to Jake Ojala. Now, he's no longer the, the chairman of the elders, but talk to Jake. He'd be a definitely a sympathetic ear. Uh, certainly, Steve, one of our elders, is listening uh, and can see the comments. Uh, talk to Jacob and say, you know, I, I, it would be a great thing if we would recite the Lord's Prayer. Now, one of the weaknesses with, with so many different translations today is that which word is it? Is it trespass? Is it sin? What, what do you use? I would say just get a common one, get it on the screen, get it in the bulletin. Yes, to recite the Lord's Prayer, even, even like singing the, doc, the doxology is, is a great, great practice. Well, friends, I'm going to let you get into your day. It's great knowing that we have uh, have a whole uh, group of brothers and sisters or sisters uh, listening there in uh, in Pakistan with us this morning. We encourage you to keep with us. You can find these as podcasts if, if you use Google or Spotify or Apple. Look for the Daily Discipleship Podcast, and you can find these broadcast. Lord, help us. Help us to learn how to trust you. Help us to learn how to pray. Help us to see your provisions, especially in places where where we lack provisions. Uh, Here in America, we have it so good, and other places of the world have it so, so much more difficult than we do. Provide for our brothers and sisters in places where
It's hard to get supplies, hard to get food, hard to get clean water, hard to get clothing, all these things. Lord, help us today to trust you for your provision, to see your kingdom come. Help us to forgive others. Help us today to be like Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Great being with you, friends. Have a good day.